0: home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice
1: of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Austin Matthews has just scored for Toronto, his 36th of the season, three minutes into the third period. The Leafs and Philadelphia tied 3-3, Carter Hart in goal for the Flyers tonight. Late second period, Bruins lead the Rangers 2 1. Pasternak, his uh, both goals actually for Boston, he's up to 35 on the season. Dallas and Calgary will start in half an hour. Golden Knights and Avalanche will start in an hour. They are just getting underway in Medicine Hat. Edmonton Oil Kings trailing the Tigers 2 1 in their best of seven. Red Deer on home ice trying to avoid a sweep at the hands of the mighty Prince Albert Raiders. Three minutes into that game, no score. We'll keep you updated. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Chet this portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 Furnace Repair and Replacement Specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY. Check them out online, furnacefamily.com. Oilers in Dallas tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show. The game will start at 7 here on 6.30, Chet, Well, it's uh, been quite a couple of weeks for the U of A Golden Bears. Well, I mean, really, it was uh, quite a season. They faced injuries earlier. They went on an incredible run, won the Canada West Championship on the road, went to the Nationals as the number one seed, could not quite get it done in the final uh, losing to UNB. Since then, Graham Craig signs a pro contract with Manitoba in the AHL. Luke Philp signs a deal with the Calgary Flames. Jason Fram signs a deal in the KHL. And goaltender Zach Sachenko signs an AHL deal with San Jose. And Zach joins us now. Zach, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Good to be here. Thanks for having me, Reed. Well, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, you've been f- a fairly regular guest over the last couple of years here at Inside Sports. It's been great to get to know you a little bit, and uh, congratulations here with the opportunity to move on to the San Jose organization. Can you tell us maybe behind the scenes how this went for you, how you how you made the decision, all those types of things that uh, a lot of people won't get to experience.
2: Yeah, no, think, like I said, thanks for having me. It uh, it was actually pretty crazy. I mean, we got back from Nationals on the Monday and uh, nothing had really come up. And then, you know, I was fully, I had my summer job lined up. Everything was all set up for spring classes and stuff. And then uh, Thursday morning I got a call from, uh, from uh, Patrick Sullivan, who later I signed as my agent. He basically just asked for my permission to uh, basically go talk to teams on, on my behalf. And... You know, I want to say 20 minutes to 45 minutes later, he said uh, San Jose was interested, and they were, you know, in negotiations. I didn't really think much of it. And this was uh, Thursday night. About he called me, he said they're in negotiations. And by Sunday night, they had a deal completed. And Monday morning, I ended up signing a contract. So it was, uh, it was crazy. I'm still kind of in shock a little bit. I uh, it happened so fast. I. I you know, I can't really get the the hold of it, but uh, no, I'm I'm real excited. It's uh, it's an incredible opportunity.
1: I, I should just clarify here for Oilers fans: your agent is Patrick Sullivan. It is not Patrick O'Sullivan, the former Oiler, right? No,
2: not Patrick O'Sullivan. Okay, it's Patrick Sullivan. J- just <laughs>
1: double checking just people might have thought they heard of the the O'Sullivan. So, is he with Optima? Is that the agency he's with? Yes, yes, correct. Okay, well, so and now, how is how is this deal? work for you like are you gonna go right away to the Barracuda? Or are you gonna go in the in the fall? What's shaking for you now?
2: So I'm gonna try and uh, finish up my classes here. I obviously got uh, a full course load here so I kind of told them that uh, you know I'd be more than willing to come in the fall but uh, as for right now let me finish up my classes let me get these finals out of the way and they fully respect that they fully understood that and uh, if they're still in playoffs once I am done final exams I will probably head down there. And then we've been talking, and over the summertime, I'll probably head down there for development camp and, and just to meet their goaltending development guy. And then, obviously, in the fall, I'll head down there and uh, kind of compete in their spot on the Barracuda.
1: Okay. Well, excellent opportunity for you. And, I mean, you're still quite young. You just turned 21 at the uh, at the end of December. And, and, and I assume you're this is you're not putting your schooling aside. I assume the degree is something you, you still want to work towards, just maybe the timetable changes a little bit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Anyone who knows me knows the school. School's very important to me, and getting this degree was was very important. So just like I did with Junior, you know, I'm going to kind of put school in the back seat and, like, I put hockey in the back seat. But uh, this was an opportunity I couldn't really pass up. And, you know, you said it best. You know, it was an opportunity that came up. And like I said, Reed, it's it happened so fast. I, I really haven't uh, – I'm still in shock a
1: little bit. Do you feel a little – vindicated if that's the right word because some people did question your decision to to leave moose jaw when you could have maybe stayed for another year and, and come to the u of a
2: yeah it's crazy how things work out i mean obviously i left early i left you know arguably the best team the chl to come to you know the best program in the chl and a lot of people questioned my decision but i knew at the end of the day that uh i was i was good enough to play pro it was just a matter of finding the right opportunity getting the right time again and I came to U of A with one goal in mind, and that was just be the best, be the best goaltender in the in the nation at the U Sport level. And you know, at the end of this year, like I got an opportunity, and I ended up rolling with it, and just things fell into place. Everything kind of happened for a reason, and you know, that's something I kind of live by. Is you know, if if things were different, you know, the outcome might have been different. But uh, I don't regret my decision one one bit. It's uh, it's been a blessing in disguise for sure.
1: What has the last week and a half been like for you and your teammates? because there's such a priority on winning at the U of A and it's the the goal is national championship it is it is lofty goals you got there a year ago one game short this year but you guys had an incredible season long undefeated runs a lot of individual accomplishments how have you sort of and your teammates been processing the year as a whole
2: yeah I'll tell you it's been a whirlwind of emotions I mean obviously a week ago or whatever it was we we got back from nationals and you know it was tough losing that gold medal game and you know beating saskatchewan in the semifinals you're riding a high you get to the gold medal game you lose a tough game then you're riding the bus home you know luke you know philper philper hurt himself in the final you're not sure what's going to happen with him he had NHL chill interest and then he gets home and you know i think it was on the tuesday he signs his deal he lets us know and then uh frammer obviously let us all know he signed his deal and then you know it's crazy like we kind of expected those guys to to sign and then all of a sudden i kind of let the guys know like hey i got a deal i'm signing and then today i found out graham signed so it's been uh it's been crazy but uh you know at the end of the day that just kind of shows you the top-notch um culture they have here at uva and just how how well the uh the leaks kind of going in a direction where guys are actually getting recognized now and just you know i can't stress it enough the culture that stands built at the uva and just the opportunity you get playing university hockey at uh, at the U of A second and none.
1: Zach Sachenko joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Last two seasons as goaltender of the U of A Golden Bears, he had a 9.26 save percentage in the regular season this past year and shut out Saskatchewan on the road in games two and three to help the Bears win the Canada West Championship. All right, so a big opportunity for you to, to, to sign with San Jose. That's pretty cool. I, I want to have some fun with you on some other topics because you've always been an intelligent guest to talk to. Cell phones. I assume you have one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury is the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He is going to allow players cell phone breaks during meetings in the National Football League because he just wants them to get it out of their system, go check it, get back and concentrate on the meeting. Uh, What do you think of this, and can you take us behind closed doors a little bit and let us know about the Golden Bears cell phone policy if there was one?
2: yeah no first i'll start by saying i, I guess it's got to be a little bit different with the national football league i'm sure those guys do hours and hours of video on it just because uh you know it's you do a lot more video on football is what i mean so i guess that could be beneficial to an extent but uh i know when herbie came back and, and even serge there was a there was a no cell phone policy i couldn't even imagine you know whipping up my phone mid, mid video session and see herbie kind of texting or have Herbie see me just texting or sending a tweet or something like that. So um, I can see how it would be beneficial, but uh, I don't know if that's a hockey thing. And That's just, uh, yeah, no, it's a little strange, but uh, a little funny at the same time.
1: And what would you guys do on a game day? Would you would you leave your phone somewhere away from your stall and then get it after the game, or what was allowed?
2: Yeah, no, it kind of, it was different. Obviously, it was a little different in Jaw, but U of A, we kind of came to the rink, and, you know, once it got time to... To game time about, uh, I want to say, 5 o'clock once you are rolled around the rink. You know, the phone was away, and it was it was business as usual. And uh, in junior, you know, it was a little bit different. You're always riding the bus and stuff like that. But, you uh, know, for the most part, it was on a game day when you get to the rink, you're, you're putting that phone away, and you focus on the task at hand.
1: All right, here's another one for you. A listener named Jamie texted in in the last half hour. He's at the game last night. He throws his hat on the ice when Nuge gets the hat trick. He buys a new hat for 40 bucks. He decides not to throw the new hat when Leon gets his hat trick. His question was, am I a terrible person?
2: I yeah, said, no, it's crazy. That's crazy, Reid. <laughs> I was at the game last night, and I saw Nuge get it in the first period, and I was like, man, like, that guy's tearing it up. Then all of a sudden, I saw Leon get a few, and then... Right as soon as those two went up down on a two-on-one, you knew you know the the building would erupt and those hats were flying out on the ice. So, you know it's uh, it's a smart uh, decision by him economically and financially, just so he's not <laughs> throwing away another 40 bucks. But uh, I don't know if you'll ever see that again. Two hotties in the same game.
1: Well, it hadn't happened for the Oilers since 1985, and it's been about 10 years in the National League. So, so you were there then. So, did
2: Yeah, I was th- there. I was there. My uh, my girlfriend took me out. We went out to uh, celebrate with uh, Frammer and his girlfriend, and then we both went to the game
1: after. So, Now, do you feel for the goalies in a game like that, or what are you thinking watching Oh,
2: man, it? like I, I saw Quick, and I've I'm, I'm always been a big fan of Quick. and you, you you know it was one of those games where things were not going his way, and then all of a sudden Campbell went in, and things were not going his way, and you just... It felt for the goalie, but, uh, you know, these these other fans were due for something good to happen. So it was uh, nice to be on that end of things.
1: All right. Well, Zach, all the best with the rest of your school year. I, I hope we stay in touch as you uh, pursue a pro career here with the San Jose Barracuda. The, the, your best days are still ahead. Awesome job with the Golden Bears over the last couple of seasons. And thanks for your time tonight. No, awesome. Thanks for having me, Reed. That is Zach Sachinko checking in. So he's leaving the Golden Bears after two really good seasons, and uh, he'll try it out with the San Jose Barracuda of the AHL. So as he said, he's going to finish school. If they're still in the playoffs when he's done, he'll join the team. If not, he'll be there in the fall. And as we're wrapping up that interview, Philadelphia scores. So they retake the lead against the Toronto Maple Leafs, now 4-3 for Philly in that game. Oil Kings underway in Medicine Hat, no score, eight minutes in. Rebels and Raiders, no score, nine minutes in in Red Deer. You can text 630 Our phone number is 63 You'll hear a little bit from Matthew Benning. Two chipped teeth, 10 stitches after that puck to the face last night. Plus, Mark Spector. We have a, a great story coming up here about Dave's Drive.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Remember Dave Samenko? of course you do. And this is the Benefits Sports Central in Dave's name. We'll have those details as well.
0: You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader.
1: 630 Chet. All right, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. We're going to talk to Barnaby Craddock later on tonight. Head coach of the U of A Golden Bears basketball team, but we'll be speaking to him in his capacity as the head coach of the Edmonton Stingers, the uh, brand new... CBL starting up, the Canadian Basketball League. They had their draft recently and uh, a home game coming up on May 10th for the Stingers. So Barnaby will tell us what's going on with that. Vic texting in. He says, those university players you interview are so professional. I'm glad to hear they move on to these great opportunities. All the best to him. That is Vic writing in after our interview with Zach Sachenko. So this is good for the Gold Bears program. But also bad in a way. They got to replace some really, really good players. I mean, in goal they have uh, they have Brendan Burke in goal as well. I think Kenny Cameron's done. He was the other goalie there this year. But Jason Fram, he's moving on. Luke Philp signed with the Flames organization. Graham Craig signed with Manitoba. So some good players who will not be back with the Bears next year. So Ian Herbers and Stan Marple will have to get to work on the recruiting trail. Four, four. Toronto and Philadelphia now with seven minutes left in the third period. In that game, that's been a bit of a uh, back-and-forth affair. And the Oil Kings and Medicine Hat Tigers scoreless. Now nine minutes left in the first period in the hat. Yeah, it's it's been Mad Sogard, the story in that series, the goaltender for the Medicine Hat Tigers. He's from Denmark. He's ranked third amongst North American goalies by NHL Central Scouting for the upcoming draft. Draft in Vancouver this year. At the end of June, I was talking to somebody today who says he's probably going to go in the in the third round, but he has been awesome against the Oil Kings and got a five nothing shutout last night. The Oil Kings had a 91-48 advantage in shots on goal through the first two games, and the series was tied 1-1 after the games at Rogers Place. The shots were closer yesterday; I think it was 34-32, but he was able to come up with the five nothing win. So the Oil Kings in tough. They had a, that 11 game winning streak to end the regular season but Medicine Hat giving them everything that they can handle. There will be a Game 5 Friday at uh, Rogers Place, so that'll be a big one ahead for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Oilers home tomorrow, home Saturday. Dallas and then Anaheim defenseman Matt Benning is good to go, practicing today wearing a cage after taking that puck to the face last night. I've, obviously, I felt that I got hit in the face and
3: um, went down and kind of felt... Uh, my th- was missing a little bit of a tooth, so then I was more so of, I'm probably bleeding, so let's get to the bench quick. What was the final damage here? A few chipped teeth and a few stitches. Uh, swollen mouth, as you can see. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it was. Uh, I think it, was, it wasn't as bad as what, what people thought. It could have been a lot worse, but uh,
1: my lip it took most of the blow how did the search and rescue mission go for the teeth on the ice uh
3: i i mean uh, when i was in there i was just like oh dude they asked do you have your teeth and i said i don't have my teeth so they kind of went on a search search and rescue and uh, jj did a good job and uh, went and told the refs and stuff so i think there was i mean i wasn't out there to see but there were some refs looking and uh and actually one of the uh ice ice crew guys so i mean i'm kudos to them they found a little chip of it so it's it's good it's it's hard to find I mean some guys can't even find their mouth guards on the ice so yeah I mean it took a while to kind of zip me up and um they were worried about more so my head and concussion or that sort of thing and I I felt fine I just got hit in the face with a puck and uh, and then the trainers did their job and and put a bubble on my my helmet so uh I mean I was fine um when I came back we had a we had a D-man in the box, so that would that meant that we had four D-men on the ice, and it was a five on three, so I felt that uh, I needed to hurry back as fast as I could there. Uh, I tried the fishbowl last night, and it was it was like I was playing in Florida. It was so hot in there, and it felt like it was fogging up. So I mean, I've worn a cage throughout my career and, and even in college. So I mean, college wasn't that long ago, four years ago, so I'm used to a cage, so I'll keep the cage or just go straight to the visor.
1: That is Matt Benning. So he's fine. Beat up, obviously, after taking that puck to the face. Some stitches today and a pretty uh, pretty fat lip and bloodied after taking the puck to the face. But he's fine. He'll be able to play tomorrow against the Dallas Stars. The double hat trick last night for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, speaking of hat tricks, this was pretty cool. The Ducks play it up to the left point. Drive
0: by the rookie. Devis broken up. Here's Steele on a break. In shoots. He scores! Sam Steele picked up the puck at his own line. Stick candle through center. Came in and slid one along the ice to beat Markstrom. Sherwood coming in. Quick shot off the chest of Markstrom. Loose in front. Sam Steele scores! Sam! Scores his second goal of a hockey game. Here's Steele coming in against Markstrom. In on goal. He'll backhand and score! Sam Steele! On a strange call as you've seen out near the blue line, the Ducks awarded a penalty shot. And Steele puts in the puck behind Markstrom on a backhand.
1: The 21-year-old from Strathcona County Gets a hat-trick last night for the Anaheim Ducks against Vancouver. Steal now for the season, up to four goals, eight points in 18 games. Remember, the Ducks took him 30th overall in the 2016 draft right at the end of the first round. Uh, obviously had an outstanding Bantam career here in Edmonton. He and Tyler Benson were coming up at the same time. He winds up going a couple of picks ahead of Benson in the NHL draft, so good for him. And yeah, that play he got the penalty shot on there was a broken stick back near the blue line and anaheim passed it d to d and a vancouver player shot the stick between the two defensemen and the puck hit it on the way over so Steele was awarded a penalty shot and a great backhand going in to make that one count so good for stamp Steele getting some headlines last night on the same night that nugent hopkins and dry get hat tricks of their own We will tell you all about Dave's Drive in memory of Dave Semenko to help Sports Central. It has actually started today. Mark Spector will have those details. We'll also bring in Barnaby Craddock to talk a little hoops. You can text 630-630 and our phone number is 780-496-0063. We're back after the news. More inside sports on Chad.
0: Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports.
1: It's 4-4 Toronto and Philadelphia. Minute 43 left in the third period, and the Leafs are on a power play for the rest of regulation time. So we'll see if they can get the go-ahead goal there. Bruins leading the Rangers 2-1, start of the third. Dallas and Calgary getting underway in a few minutes. The Stars then head here to play the Oilers tomorrow. It's on 6.30, Ched with the face-off show at 5.30, dropping the puck at 7. Golden Knights and Avalanche at 8 o'clock. If Colorado wins, they would move two up on Arizona for the final playoff spot in the West. They're currently tied with 81 points, and that would put them seven points up on the Edmonton Oilers. Western Hockey League, 340. Oh, pardon me. Now uh, under three minutes left in the first period. No score, Oil Kings and Medicine Hat Tigers. The Red Deer Rebels trying to avoid a sweep. Lead Prince Albert, 1-0 after the first period. Western Hockey League playoffs. Keep you updated on those ones. Hey, Sports Central. We talk about it throughout the year here on Inside Sports. They they do a lot of great work, and they're starting something else called uh, called Dave's Drive. To fill us in on that. He's from Sportsnet and he's a proud ambassador with Sports Central as well. It's our buddy Mark Spector. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing great, Reed. Thanks for having me. It is great to have you on the show. Man, we got a lot to talk about after that wild hockey game last night and the Oilers going into their final six games of the regular season. But I, I wanted to bring you on spec. And of course, you have your golf classic that is a, a big fundraiser for Sports Central. And they also have a, an initiative going here called Dave's Drive, which is pretty cool. What can you tell us about this?
4: Yeah, we're just, uh, this is an initiative between Sports Central and the Edmonton Orders. You know, the, uh, the Orders Foundation and, and us over at Sports Central kind of wanted a way to honor Dave. And, you know, we thought this was perfect. We're, we're running a uh, an equipment drive and a donations drive over the next uh, two weeks. And, you know, the spirit of it is kind of that, that you know, Semink's role in Edmonton, everybody knew it, right? Dave kind of quietly just took care of everybody else around him. You know, and he didn't say much, and he didn't take any credits, but he was a vital part of those old teams, and, and everybody kind of got to do what they wanted to do a little bit better when Dave Semenko was around, right? And uh, that's kind of what we do at Sports Central, you know. We're, we're quietly trying to get, you know, between eight and 9,000 kids every year onto a bike or into sports equipment. And uh, so we've partnered up with the orders here, and we're running Dave's drive, and uh, we'll have some – uh, we're hoping we'll collect a little bit of equipment and hopefully a few donations
1: for Okay, so sportscentral.org, and, and people can go on the uh, website and see the, the different uh, contributions they can make. And, and plus, too, I, 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 and, I, and I've done this spec. I mean, I had these golf clubs lying around in my basement for a long time, and I'm like, I, somebody could be using these. So I, I finally got it together and made a donation. Uh, there's a year-round need for All sorts of equipment. We know hockey is the number one sport in this part of the world, but there are are so many things that that people are urged to, to drop off if they're not using it anymore
4: oh for sure uh we're trying to get out of of downhill skis reed for a couple reasons uh first of all not a lot of poor kids go on ski trips but also uh, skis are something that are kind of dangerous right if you get on a 20 year old you can use a 20 year old ball glove or a 10 year old pair of shin pads can't use 15 year old skis so that's one thing but uh really everything you know, sporting equipment, bikes, any hockey gear, any balls. Uh, again, at uh, sportscentral.org, it's very easy to make a donation. Uh, we're running a shop over uh, on Wayne Gretzky Drive that's absolutely loaded to the top. In fact, two shops, one bike and one equipment. Uh, so there's obviously some expense to run that and to rehab this equipment to get it out. But let me tell you this, that... Uh, Are drop off locations for equipment. If you do have that set of clubs in your garage, or a bag of hockey gear, a pair of skates. Uh, Every uh, community police stations uh, all across uh, Edmonton, Calder, North Division, West Division, Southeast, Southwest, all the fire rescue service locations, uh, you know, basically fire departments, Uh, Kinsman Twin Arenas, we have a drop off. You can go to United Sport and Cycle, Totem Outfitters, Pro Skate locations, all sports replay. So there's something that's within a few blocks of your house, Reed, I think, uh, where you can drop off some gear for Sports Central.
1: And it's it's that time of year we can talk about golf coming up and not sound completely crazy. I know it's a few months away, but you're you're ramping up already for your golf classic. Is it end of July this year? Yeah, it's the last Wednesday in July every year. That's July thirty first this year. And uh, if you just Google Mark Specter
4: Golf Classic, you can. Uh, we we've actually registration starting to go a little quicker than usual, so that's good. But, you know what, Reid, i got to say, and and I know you're involved with a lot of charities on your show and around town, and, you know, the Alberta economy is tough on businesses, and when it's tough on businesses right now, it's tough on not just Sports Central, but all the charities, right? You know, everybody's getting a little less donations. Everybody's selling a few less tickets for, for the various lotteries out there that raise money, so... Uh, if you, if the listener can find it in their heart, uh, the charities are right now, I've been around a little bit talking to some people, and we're all working extra hard to try to make what we made last year. So uh, if you're a Sports Central fan, boy, uh, we sure need you. I'll tell you what, if you're a Stollery fan, they sure need you too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mark Spector joining us on Inside Sports. So it is Dave's Drive. It's going until Tuesday, April 9th, uh, in honor of the late Dave dot SportsCentral.org, to get more information there. Speck, we were at Oilers practice this morning. Look, we, we know the situation in the standings and the odds. Everybody, everybody gets that, but it was a much lighter and uh, more jovial atmosphere in the dressing room after a, a game like that last night. So many individual stories, the double hat trick, uh, the career highs for Cassian and Chase on Gambardella on the score sheet again. Uh, you know, I, I got to hand it to them and, and this is how I've been putting it. The, you know, they, they put themselves in a top spot, you know, in a tough spot by their play in the middle section of the year. They're not really in the playoff race, uh, but they're refusing to go away. So I'll, I'll give them credit. They are refusing to go away.
4: You know, I think we, uh, we all get caught in the big picture, and I'm as bad as anyone. I've watched this team for 30 years, and I've been around this whole 12 or 13 years, and I'm jumping on Cap Geek just like all of our listeners are and looking around and saying, oh boy, how are they going to get out of this mess? And how's this team going to get better? And then you look at a team that's that's five points out of the playoffs that had such an awful stretch during the season. You look at a team that's got Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, and Newton Hopkins. they got some defensemen in the minors that look like they're for sure going to play a couple of guys. Uh, they've got a couple players up here like a Cassian and a Chase on that, you know, better than we thought, right? they got a couple guys coming like, uh, you know, I don't mind this Colby Caves game as a fourth-line uh, guy. Uh, Gambardell is showing us something. Josh Curry showing us something. All of the problems that we perceive the Oilers have, well, I get it, man. They got some issues. I'm not saying they don't, but they're five points out of the playoffs, and they've played. They've lost a million games this year that you really didn't have to lose. So sometimes I look at a game like last night, Reed, and I think, you know what? Are these guys really that far away? Sometimes they seem a million miles away. They watch the play last night, and you go, you know what? I know LA wasn't great. But they have some tools here, and there's no reason that it should take a long time for this team to become a playoff team.
1: Dallas tomorrow—that'll uh, be another way, uh, big one. Dallas in, in a decent spot, but they're still trying to nail down a playoff berth as well. Spec, yeah. great stuff. Uh, you, you, do, you do such great work with Sports Central. The uh, Dave's Drive is going to be a big success. You're welcome on the show anytime, man. Always good to have you.
4: Hey, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for giving us a plug of Sports Central. We sure can use it.
1: Reed. Yeah, happy to do it, spec sportscentral.org, sportcentral, no S in there, .org, and it is Dave's Drive in memory of Dave Semenko, so you can go to the website, find out how to donate. They're doing this drive until Tuesday, April 9th. First period done in Medicine Hat, no scoring, Oil Kings and Tigers, and still in overtime. Philadelphia and Toronto, though they are taking a look here at a potential goal for the Flyers, so we'll let you know how that went when we get back inside sports on six thirty, Chet.
0: You're listening to six thirty, Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins.
1: All right, so Flyers and Maple Leafs headed to a shootout, tied four four. Travis Sanheim was banging away at the puck in the crease. But Freddie Anderson had it covered. The ref waved it off right away. They did take a look at the replay, but the no goal call stood. So Philly and Toronto going to over are going to a shootout tied 4-4. That's been a pretty entertaining game to watch. 3-2 Bruins lead the Rangers in the third. No score early between Dallas and Calgary. Scully texting in tonight saying, Reed, here's a fun fact. The Oilers win more on Thursdays than any other day of the week. I have high hopes for a big win tomorrow. Scully, I got to be honest with you. I did not know that. Follow-up question. Is that all time or this season? I would like to know that. I'm sure Scully will know because the truth is out there. Barnaby Craddock checking in tonight. One of my all-time favorite guys to talk to, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears basketball team and the new team in the CEBL, the Edmonton Stingers. Barnaby, great to have you on the show, man. How's life? Things
5: are good, Reed, Uh, Glad to be on here with you. As always, always a good time talking.
1: Well, and I assume you're excited because you actually have players, which for the Stingers last time we talked, uh, you didn't. So that's obviously something a coach at a a franchise needs. Tell us a a little bit about the the whole drafting process and, uh, you know, who was eligible and I guess all you ultimately feel about the guys you're bringing to town.
5: Yeah, well, you know, uh, know, it was bound to happen. We're going to sign some people eventually here. It, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a fun process. Obviously, I was super busy there with the Golden Bears, and, you know, the guys played awesome, and we got out to nationals, and, you know, disappointing out there. But uh, what a great year, a bunch of young guys, and everyone will be back. So that's fun. And, uh, but as far as the stingers, uh, the stingers go, you know, we drafted a bunch of guys' rights. We still got another month of kind of free agency here before we start up our training camp, uh, you know, start of uh, May. But uh, a couple, couple international guys were signed. Uh, you know, some some ex Golden Bears, uh, some guys out of Ontario, and uh, you know, overall, looking at the six teams across the country in the league, I mean, it's going to be some great basketball here in Edmonton. Obviously, it's a bit of a culture shock to have the, uh, you know, professional basketball here in the summer and. Hopefully, we can get the word out there and uh, get some people in the seats, but uh, those people that come are going to be impressed, man. We got some really good basketball players and uh, good Canadian guys and good local guys.
1: How many of your players have youth sports experience?
5: Um, well, I mean, at this point, we're going to have a training camp with uh, 17 guys starting in May, right? So. Uh, You know the the guys that we've drafted. We've got their rights. I mean, we're we're obviously high on them, but uh, there's still a lot of legwork to determine exactly um, who will make up the roster. But I think uh, you know some of the guys that were drafted and you know look like they should be here. You got Jordan Baker. uh, You got Mama Duguay. um, You know uh, some of the other guys. Jared Jackson. He was out of Winnipeg. Played at Calgary. Trying to think. Greg Morrow was an all-Canadian guy out of Western University in Ontario. Uh, The rest of the oh, and then we got the two uh, U U-Sport guys. So one of the neat things about this is the partnership with the Canadian University League. So you have to have one active player on your roster that's a returning. Canadian university guy, they call it the developmental contract. So that's a pretty cool partnership, and you can see a guy like Brody Clark, is, you know, can fit in with any professionals. I mean, the guy's uh, special basketball talent, and so is another U Sport guy we got out of Winnipeg, m bands is a fantastic uh, playmaking guard. So uh, those two U Sport guys, that everyone else has sort of NCA experience, Division One.
1: Okay. Uh, that that Jordan Baker kid is pretty good. That's that's what I've heard. That's the same guy I used to watch play.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh he's pretty special, isn't he? And uh so that's fantastic. I mean, Jordan's uh Jordan's not just a talented basketball guy. I mean he, he's a smart man and he's got a lot of good things going in his life. He could easily be chasing a basketball around overseas and uh Japan and Europe and whatnot and get paid a bunch of money but you know, he, he loves Edmonton. and He's got a lot going on here in the city. So uh, we're excited to have him because he's still well capable of being one of the best players on the floor. And I think, uh, I think he's going to be excited to show that as well because, you know, a, a lot of other people would have kept uh, chasing around the world playing professional basketball. And he's been getting on with his life here in Edmonton. But now he has a chance to do both. So I think you're going to see him out there doing his thing, and he's, uh, he, he's going to do really well.
1: Well, I I like a lot of things about what the league is doing and and the emphasis on on Canadian talent and and having some local players. You mentioned the U Sports developmental player. So that's all awesome stuff. Your season is going to start Friday, May 10th, and I encourage people to go to the stingers.ca to get your full schedule and the players you did draft and all that information. You're going to be playing out of the Edmonton Expo Centre. I'm going to ask you a very simple question, Barnaby, that you're probably going to have to educate people on, and I get asked a lot, so I'd sooner... You you let you explain it. It's it's a six team league, so a lot of people say, well, how is this league going to work? How is it structured? How are they going to travel? What are some of those nuts and bolts that uh, fans will have to get used to in just terms of who you're playing and how the season flows throughout the summer?
5: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, anytime you get a new league, you got to start somewhere, and so they started with the, the six uh, franchises that they think are. Uh, you know, ready to get this thing going, and there's already multiple other cities, uh, you know, vying to get bids. So I think in year two, three, you're going to see more than just the six teams. So it starts with these six, and you got the three out in Ontario, and then you've got Saskatoon, Edmonton, and uh, Vancouver. So we play everyone four times: twice at home, twice on the road. Uh, you know, it's a you know it's a pretty professional model. We fly off all ten uh, road games and. Uh, well, obviously, the home games here up at Expo Center. I've been there for a few events, Globetrotters, uh, et cetera. So it's a good place for, uh, you know, for professional basketball. And, uh, yeah, so we play those 20 games. Uh, and then there's like a Final Four type of a playoff weekend, you know, a bit of a showcase event, that the, the playoffs all on one weekend. So, I mean, it is a short season. We play for three and a half months. Uh, but it's uh, it's, it's going to be all the best Canadians that aren't playing for the Canadian national team or the NBA. So there's going to be a lot of uh, good talent out there and some talented Americans and internationals to top it off.
1: Uh, good stuff. Looking forward to this for sure. Barnaby Craddock joining us on Inside Sports, head coach of the Edmonton Stingers of the CEBL. He's telling you how the season's uh, getting rolling. i got to ask you something else because I was talking about this earlier. Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals who is going to have breaks in the meetings to give his players a chance to go and look at their cell phones. I'm curious as a coach and as a coach of a lot of young men who have pretty much growing up with cell phones attached to them uh you know that's the age we're getting into now what what is your cell phone policy as a coach um obviously with basketball you're running around a lot but you will have meetings and you will have games and half times where you need them to be focused do do you have a policy has it been necessary with the bears i'm curious
5: well you know it's it's a funny talking point right i mean you know, a, a couple of thoughts. Like, I mean, we have rules the opposite way as for practice and games. Like when guys come into the team room, they're putting those things away and they're not going to be looking at them at halftime of a game. And then post-game, we don't want them coming in and going right to their phones, talk to your teammates, deal with that stuff. So that's kind of a team rule that we've established there at university level with Golden Bears. But, but I think the concept of team meetings and watching video and, you know, seeing guys' eyes glaze over after 20 minutes. I think that's what he's talking about here, right? Right. So you're showing guys video and breaking stuff down, and, you know, I don't care if they're, you know, 15-year-old guys that grew up with a cell phone or, you know, the previous generation to to you and me. You know, 20 minutes in a meeting, there's probably a lot of studies that show we'd all like to go and uh, take a break, whether that's on our (laughs) cell phone or, you know, going for a walk down the hallway with a glass of water. I think that... A lot of studies have shown. So I think that's what he's doing. And, you know, he's saying, hey, let's break up this meeting because we're not learning much after 20 minutes. And, you know, probably garnering some favor with the pros sort of, you know, saying, hey, well, let you look at your social media. But I-, I don't know if it's as much about cell phones as uh, it is. that People just can't absorb too much minutes. That's too much info after, you know, 20 minutes of, of study, and it's good to have a
1: break. Yeah, that's a that's a fair way to look at. He, he's going to grab some headlines. Actually, actually calling them cell phone breaks. You're right. If he called them water breaks, we'd probably it probably it probably would get the same sort of attention. Yeah.
5: Well, hey, funny though. Like I asked the guys on the team about that, I said, uh, I mean, you know, I'm making fun, of and I'm saying, you know what, these guys are getting paid millions of dollars. They can't sit through an hour video session. Like, you know, what are we babying these guys? And uh, the guys on my team said. Uh, Go, coach, we'd just be happy if he gave us a water break once in a while. So, (laughs) (laughs) so apparently, uh, I don't give the guys any breaks at all during practice. So, at least I learned something from this.
1: Barnaby, it's always great to have you on the show. We'll keep talking about Stinger's basketball as we go into the spring and summer. All the best with that, man. Thanks, Reed. I'll be
5: on anytime you need me. Uh, Good to be on here and, you know, uh, give you guys some basketball stuff.
1: That is Barnaby Craddock checking in the stingers.ca to get more on that club. Some guests on the show get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Don't forget about their brunch, Northern Chicken style, buttermilk biscuits, sausage, gravy, and smashed potatoes. Sundays, 11 a.m. until 2, visit northchickenyeg.com. So, Philadelphia outlasting Toronto 5-4 in a shootout. Boston up 4-2 on the Rangers. That's with seven minutes left in the third. No score. Eight minutes in between the Stars and the Flames. Oil Kings and Tigers. No score. Start of the second period. Rebels up 1-0 on the Raiders. Four minutes into the second period. Rebels trying to stay alive in that series. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. The producer of Inside Sports is Dave Campbell. Tomorrow at 5.30, I'll join you from Studio 99 in Rogers Place for the face-off show, Edmonton and Dallas at 7. We'll have the live play-by-play. Thanks to everybody who texted in as well. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a great night. 6.30
0: Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.